We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Say to uh, a loved one in, that, in a situation like that, um, you know, you, uh, you joke around all the time and say that you want to be your brother in the biggest stage ever, but it's... um. It's a it's a weird feeling. It's a weird feeling, and that team that uh, that team had, had great leadership, great coaches. Obviously, at the it came down to the end, and uh, we got all the respect in the world for those Eagles, man. But um, there's nothing really I could say to him other than I love him, and uh, and he and he played a hell of a year, a hell of a season. Travis Kelsey, I think he said, or I saw someone tweet basically that Jason Kelsey, maybe his quote was, "What did you say?" Or, I don't know, it was it transcribed? Was, it was like a bleep yeah. you, go celebrate. Right. Oh, is that right? Yeah. You know, like a, the thing yeah. a brother would say to him, bleep, yeah. bleep right. you, go celebrate. Right. You think, you know, and Travis has one already. You think he'd let his brother have one. He's got one. Oh, that's right. He would have <laughs> been on the Eagles team with Peterson. Yeah. yeah. All right. Bleep him then. Yeah, this game, there's no... Both brothers had a Super Bowl. We play that up. So, and they I, don't face... Right. And by the way, they never faced each other. Yeah. One's on offense, and the other one's on offense. This they didn't this really is face each other. Last year when it's the Rams and the Bengals, you could feel really bad for Bengals fans. They've never won a Super Bowl. That's right. And here are the Rams who do they even have fans? Okay, they <laughs> went you know, if a, if the Bills get there and lose, we'll be heartbroken and America will be heartbroken on some level for the Bills. Yeah. The Eagles, you won it a few years ago, you know. Chiefs, okay. If it's Browns and Lions next year, oh my goodness, it, you know it's no. it's a little more intense. No, I don't want that because then one of the franchises not named the Bills. I know, who are, I know, who are two of the worst run fran. We'll get a Super Bowl, but that's why I just don't have any. If the Eagles lose on that call and didn't win a Super Bowl four years ago, maybe I feel a little worse for them. Yeah, I don't have any any pity. Philadelphia has lost four cha- four championship games in the last one hundred days. <laughs> First time that's ever happened. What, MLS? MLS, the World Series, the Super Bowl. Oh, sorry, it's three. It would be four if the Sixers lost, but it's three. Huh. Well, it's not going to be the Flyers. No. No. It is uh, our final football Monday of the season. We're taking your calls at 803-0550. You can join us on the Super Bowl, on your Bills thoughts from last night. I feel bad. I usually do think about the Bills in the Super Bowl. I really do. I always do. I have, for sure, after 13 seconds. Obviously, after the AFC Championship. He just didn't, honestly, after seeing DeMar Hamlin pregame, I just didn't think about it. I didn't, I didn't watch the game and go, the Chiefs are getting guys open. Why can't the Bills do that? Like, I never, I don't know. I just, it's really weird. I almost always do that. And I just, I don't know. 
I have no idea if I'm too well, far removed from the game or it's a defense mechanism or I was too despondent about the Chiefs still being the gold standard and I didn't think they were. I just I I, didn't I'd think about the Bills. Spend a minute treating the Eagles as a gold standard here for a moment too yeah. because they have the dual-threat quarterback playing with an injury. Right, He's not 100%. And then they have Devonta Smith, who's a great number 2 receiver that they I, treat as like 1B. I did think once again about how stupid the Titans were to trade A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown. Man. I did feel that too when he catches that touchdown. Like if you're a Titans what fan, what are you doing? <laughs> like as much as we're sitting here talking about, boy, I wish the Bills would really help out their offense. Imagine being a Titans fan going, "Yeah, no, we're good. We got Derrick Henry. Trade the receiver, and then and then draft a receiver and sign Robert Woods because, oh my God, we got rid of our best receiver. I don't mean to digress on the Titans thing. How different are those two teams from each other last night? The the difference, I guess, is Mahomes v Hurts. And Hertz was great. Yeah, he made one mistake. Mahomes didn't. Mahomes had no turnovers. Mahomes had no sacks. Right? There were no critical errors for the Chiefs' offense. The Eagles had one. Yeah. But it gave seven points to if, the other team. If you're the Eagles, you walk out of there. I mean, I guess you're upset. I did. I, I listened to a little bit of the post game show. So let, the game not ends. The six rings post game. No, show. not the six rings. This would be the one ring post game show because gotcha. Philly has. Well, they have more than one. Yeah. But anyway. Um, I tuned in, and you know, one of the first calls was, "That's not our defense." And I thought, hmm. "Man, well, come, it's Kansas City. Doesn't come on, yeah. come on, guys! You don't play them that much. That's if you play, right. if right. you played them more, <laughs> you would know yeah. to expect that." That's what the Chiefs do to defense. That's what right. they do to everybody. That's not yeah. our defense. Our defense didn't show up. Yeah, they did. That's what happens. That's what happens every time. Just about somebody plays the Chiefs. It's, it's so, funny you mentioned at the top of the show. I told you, like. The whole thing about it. I thought the Chiefs weren't the gold standard, blah, blah, blah. And you said, have you met the Chiefs? Have you met the At Chiefs? At halftime, right? 24-14, you're thinking, I've seen this act before. You know, right? Yeah. They put up some stat, actually. They put up a stat about Mahomes' second-half statistical categories and where he ranks. And like, he leads the league in a whole bunch of second-half statistical categories. And I shame on me because I actually forgot that Mahomes and, and Kansas City are really good. But, yeah, we. It, it's funny you say our defense isn't like that. Well, yeah, they, they gave up a touchdown, a touchdown, a touchdown on a field goal in the second half because it's Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, and they're still the gold standard, and I'm yeah. an idiot for thinking it wasn't the case anymore. Well, if you're the Eagles, you're going to go through every year not really seeing that until the Super Bowl, right? Because yep. who in the NFC the right other? now is that where right. there's nothing you can do? Who might be that way is the Niners with a quarterback. They didn't have to play the mm-hmm. Niners with a quarterback. Right. I mean, maybe, yeah. maybe they would have given up if Purdy plays the whole NFC championship game. Maybe Philly gives up 28 and they're a little less confident that they're yeah. going to walk into this game and shut down the Chiefs. But well, part of it was, again, look at their road to the Super Bowl. Easy. They played – the Giants' offense was better, but let's face it. Anybody worried about Daniel Jones beating you? No. And then they played whatever the heck San Francisco had to put on. The no quarterbacks. Them, right? so it, it's not it, to say it, that they're not good on defense. They still are very good on defense. But Well, but, but how, how do you get – 70 whatever sacks in the begin in the in the season and have not a sniff of Patrick Mahomes last and night. In reality, like let's he's also so, he's just so let's good. also the Bengals last year. And the yeah. Bengals have beaten Mahomes a couple of times, right? Yeah. They beat him 3 in a row before they lost in the playoffs this last time. But when they beat him last year in the AFC Championship game, they had a good half. half. That's what impressed they had a good me. That half. half was really good. Having a good half against is the Chiefs yeah. is an accomplishment. That's they right. had one they got destroyed in the first half, had yeah. a good second half, won in overtime. Earlier in the show I said, when was the last time you saw Mahomes look confused by anybody? It was that half. Yep. And the overtime, the overtime he threw a pick. It was that half in the AFC Championship game. How often do you see that happen? Like I said, 
That's not a bad defense. I mean, if Eagle fans are, I, I guess you'd have to be upset. I mean, the, you know, you scored 35 points. You're not going to pick on the offense today. You're going to ask what the heck happened to the defense in the second half of the game. But, yeah, you know, you guys just listen to Jeremy because I, you know, I thought Mahomes and the offense would take a step back this year. I really did. And I think, honestly, he's great. I knew that. It was, I guess I didn't give Andy Reid enough credit for being the, the genius he is when it comes to doing whatever you have to do with whatever weapons are around my franchise quarterback. I'm going to find a way to get guys open, and we're going to beat you. And he is amazing. He was great in Philly. He's even more amazing with Mahomes than he was with Donovan McNabb. He was fantastic. Their, their schemes last night, their, their play calling, their design, their red zone execution, the everything they did over the course of the game in limited time of possession was top-notch. I almost want to make a point here about Leslie Frazier. Is anybody, is Leslie Frazier right now like raising a glass and saying, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is what happened you, to us last year. You could year. say an awful lot about how I had a great defense and I get to the playoffs and that happens. Yeah. Welcome to, have you met the Chiefs? I mean, for the Bills, they got blown out by the Bengals, who are not the Chiefs. So, you know, that's there. And the Chiefs put up a ton of points against the Bills in the playoffs multiple years. Tell me, have you met the Chiefs again when I when I bring this up? I thought the Eagles' defense would be much better. I thought they would get sacks. I thought at least pressure. I thought there's no way that Orlando Brown and Andrew Wiley are going to be able to keep those edge guys away from Patrick Mahomes. That even if they don't sack him, right, they'll at least affect the quarterback. Sean McDermott talks about affecting the quarterback. The secondary, right, the best secondary in the league, they're going to win their They may not be able to cover Kelsey, but they'll be okay against Sky Moore and Smith-Schuster and, well, Valdez-Scantling didn't really do much. I know. So tell me again, have okay. you met the Chiefs? I'm going to bring you more. Because I thought the Eagles' defense would do much better. More stats on have you met the Chiefs. So the Eagles did not sack Patrick Mahomes. Right. They pressured him seven times. That's so still zero for seven. Yeah, that's, that's not a zero percent sack rate on pressures. Yeah, during the regular season and playoffs, the Eagles converted thirty-two percent of their pressures into sacks. Hmm. Wow! So normally, when they get hey, you get us ten pressures, you're going to get three sacks. I think they led in pass rush win. Pass rush win. The rate. Eagles were the best team at sacking and pressuring the quarterback in the NFL this year. Hmm. They got to him zero percent of the time. Mahomes since two thousand eighteen is number one in the NFL on sack rate when pressured. Yeah, You don't get him. Right. So, I mean, listen, I'm glad the Bills have Von Miller. He made a big difference. There was a little bit of a, when the Bills, I'm not trying to make like all this revisionist, but when they draft Rousseau and Basham, it's how many times do you think you're really going to get there? Yeah, He's the best in the NFL since he showed up at... When you pressure him, you don't get him. Allen, by the way, is right at the top, too. You do not get to him. You can pressure him. You're not going to get him on the ground. But it's kind of funny when you think they made Bo's moves, and then what do they do the next offseason? Von Miller. You had Epinesa, you had Basham, you had Rousseau, and you realize you still needed to get the closer. So they get Von Miller. And the Bills' pass rush obviously wasn't the same without Von Miller. No, I think, again, I, I it's it's sickening to say, but I I've got... I underestimated the Chiefs, underestimated Reed, and I give them full grades because they are still the gold standard. They'll be the favorite to win the Super Bowl, I assume, when the odds are out, if they're out already. Will they draft a receiver in the first round? Are they resigning Smith-Schuster? I don't know. They should probably draft a receiver in the first round. What's, Scant- what's Valdez-Scantling? Pro- Was he a one-year pro- deal, three too? Year, three-year deal. Oh, okay, so he's back. 
Yeah, they might. I mean, Smith-Schuster might be gone. I don't know. They want to add to, is McCall Hardman back? I don't even know what their contract situation is. Hardman is a odds, free agent. Odds are, based on the recent history, they'll keep adding weapons on offense because that's what they do, and that's what they prioritize. And, uh, yeah, it's sickening. 803-0550 to join us this morning, and uh, we're getting connected with our fans. Hang on while I see where we left off. Okay, uh, Walter, you're on WGR. Go right ahead. Hey, gentlemen. How are you doing this morning? Good. I uh, I definitely concur with uh, with uh, your assessment of Andy Reid. Uh, I think he's probably the premier coach in the league, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of that comes from mm-hmm. you know having the experience and then the fourteen tough years in Philadelphia. I, I just wanted you to help me break down that last play uh, last night, if you don't mind. So there was eight seconds on the clock, and they squibbed it, which everybody knew they were going to do. Uh, and then the the Eagle receiver uh, who received the ball. He took a couple of steps before taking a knee, and I think that that hurt because it, it took a second or two off the clock. But where were, where were the Eagles starting? Were they they on their own thirty yard line, thirty five? Because I'm thinking to myself, why in God's name? Unless you have Allen, no quarterback's going to be able to get a ball into the into the end zone for a hail mary. And with six seconds on the clock, wouldn't you try a twenty yard pass? along the sidelines, hopefully stop the clock with a second. And, and then you have a, cha- a chance at either a Hail Mary or perhaps, you know, the longest field goal in yeah. uh, Super Bowl history. I, I, I just I think an experienced coach would have been able to process uh, those, those dying seconds of the game. I'm just wondering uh, your opinion on that. Yeah, I think he kind of – we were just discussing this in the break. I think he kind of tweened it either – Take a knee right away and give your offense a little more time. Or, Joe, why don't you make the point you made in the break? Run a little further. You might lose a couple seconds, but maybe you give him more of a realistic chance at a Hail Mary. Yeah, like I, it was not going to affect the outcome anyway. But eight seconds, I would have told my returner, if he, they squib it, run as fast as you can to midfield as you can get to get our quarterback to throw it deep. Yeah, And he it, took two steps, took a knee, and they couldn't do anything. Put, it's, it, you're in a tough spot to try and throw a quick pass with no timeouts and six seconds left to get into a, either field goal range or Hail Mary range. It was really, I mean, the odds were obviously heavily stacked against them. So probably the returner did a tweener thing and he should have picked kneel down or just run it as far as you can and get the heck out of bounds. Uh, let's see. Uh, not, not, nah, let's go to Dan and Erie. You're on WGR. Go right ahead. Hey, guys. Good morning. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Um, I was just thinking it would be much better if the Bills had a much better running game. Obviously, we could use another wide receiver for sure. But the, the Chiefs were, for the most part, in third and short because they had be, they were able to get good yards on first down a lot of times running the ball. And uh, I'd like to see the Bills draft that big running back from Texas to improve our running game and more balanced attack. I'll hang up and listen. The Chiefs did that with a seventh-round seventh draft. Round. I mean, Pacheco was good, right. I'm just looking at the stats, um, Dan. He had 5.1 yards per carry, F- 15 carries, 76 yards. He was good, and he was not a first-round draft pick. The guy who they drafted in the first round, what year was Edwards Alaire drafted? Four years ago, whatever it was. The guy they drafted in the first round was healthy scratch. So you don't need to spend a first-round pick. if you want to. I, honestly, I wouldn't draft a running back, but if you're going to do it, you can do it at the end of day three and go find some late-round pick and have him turn out to be Isaiah Pacheco because there's no need to spend a prime asset on a running back. On running the ball this year, the Bills ran better than the Chiefs. They had a better run game than the Chiefs. 
He I mean, ran, you, if I have to take out all the Josh Allen stuff, like I can uh, do that. They're still they were still like ninth, weren't they? Who's that? I think the Bills. If you took out all Allen's running, were still like they're ninth st- in yards per carry. Yeah, l- last time I did the math on it, they were about four point six, and the Chiefs were four point seven. On explosive runs, the Chiefs only had ten. The Bills had twenty. On forty plus yard runs, the Bills had two. The Chiefs had one. On you know rushing first downs, the Bills had more. Now some of that's Allen, but the, don't we count that? Does that count? Mm-hmm. Well, Mahomes had forty four yards last night, so he counted. The uh, I'm just looking at the numbers. You know, the, the Chiefs were not. Patrick Mahomes' explosive pass play last night, too, by the way. Kelsey had a 22-yard yeah. catch. It's the only pl- pass play they had over 20 yards. Is it the first play of the game? Might have been, right? Wasn't he wide open on that one? That's it. They had n- That's the only pass play over 20 yards in the entire game for Kansas City. Mahomes was just, find the open guy, get the ball out, let's get some yards, we'll move it. And it was just really efficiently run last night. I'd love to hear Philly this morning. Is anyone calling into their shows and demanding that they run the ball better and that's why they lost? They want him to stop the run. Other than Hurts, they did not run it well. I mean, they no, were under and, four yards. But no, like, Sanders I, was a non-factor. When your quarterback's so making those throws, who cares? Right. And then the quarterback was running. Mahomes led the league in passing. Did you see, first time? First time that a that, that passing leader wins a title. Yeah. It's also the first time an MVP of the league wins the Super Bowl since Kurt Warner in 99. How about or this? Or 2000? What year was that? 99. 99. When they beat the, the, the 99 season. Yeah. yeah. How about this? For bonus stat of the day. Uh, saw this on ESPN. So this is quarterbacks to win two Super Bowls and two MVP awards. Mahomes is in that group, right? Brady did it. Montana did it. Manning did it. Mahomes has done it in six years. It took Brady 11. It took Montana 12. It took Peyton Manning 18 years. Two Super Bowls, two MVPs. Mahomes did it in six years. Five as a starter. I really don't like the Chiefs anymore. <laughs> Is there any chance Patrick Mahomes could just kind of retire early and just go into what about the heck with Brady? Hey Fox, go hire Patrick Mahomes to take Brady's spot in the booth. Eight oh three oh five fifty to join us this morning. Next up, Vegas. The Super Bowl. Yes. Oh, is that where it is next year? Yep. Ooh, still driving distance from the Waste Management Open. That's a potential trip. The Bills make it. The Waste Management Open. They always do it. Is that's their weekend. I was wondering why it, it was scheduled up with the uh, Super Bowl. It's awesome, the Waste Management Open. It's it incredible. It is an awesome event. Great golf this week. I did not see any of it. I'll take your word for well, it. Well, let me tell you. It was great. It's a great, great, it's a great uh, lead-in to, to, super, to the Super Bowl yeah. every, every year. Yep. Well, I, I was watching the Puppy Bowl. 803-0550 to join us on this Football Monday. on double. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. WGR. Here's Dubé. He's going to drop it back. And Gilbert scores! No way. That's awesome. <laughs> back in Buffalo, Gilbert for the Flames with the goal. Puts Calgary up on top. 3-2 to two as the family celebrates. Would I like to, would I like to have that save on Saturday? Yeah. I mean, the shots were 32-4, to four, so you can't exactly get mad about a saver here or there, but... Yeah, it was not a... Uh, not, not a... Not two a nothing. I was feeling good! Not a better night. I think Marty, or maybe it was Marty, somebody called it Fool's Gold. Well, it fell apart after that. Hey, we are talking Super Bowl, of course. Sabres are going to play tonight. We're going to say good morning to Paul Hamilton. He's got a late night coming up, him and Brian Cozio. Uh Paul, brought to you by Equitable Advisors. Thinking about today, planning for tomorrow. And by Relax Honda, Relax, we got this. Paul, as a NHL reporter, you, you can probably handle questions really well when it comes to should they have called that penalty very late in the game? Mm. I mean, this is something that the NHL has uh, you know lived with, and now we're, we get it in the NFL, and they, they made the call late in the big moment. No, absolutely they should have. And the problem was is Olsen was leading people to believe it was the left hand that he kind of whiffed with, that that was the penalty. Well, if that was the penalty, yeah, it was awful. But that wasn't the penalty, and you they never showed an angle. They had gone to commercial. They came back and came back to it. It was the very last thing they showed, the very last angle, and it was clear as day that you because they turned it. You never could see his right hand on any of these replays. You could see his right hand on this one. Coming off the line of scrimmage, he grabbed him. You could actually see him pull the jersey. You could see the jersey get pulled. And it was it was clear as day. And, and the guy admitted it afterwards. Yeah, Bradbury. Yeah. He goes, he goes yeah, I did. And, and he did. He grabbed him. You could see the jersey come out as he, as he grabbed him. He goes, I was hoping we, I'd get by with it, but I didn't. But that was the thing is Olsen was just adamant that, well, no, look at this, look at this, because you, you never could see his right hand. His right hand was blocked by the body in every replay they were showing. So people were thinking it was his left hand, which, yes, there was no grab with the left hand. It would have been an absolutely horrible call if that's, if that's what they called, but that's not what they called. And they, Olsen never did get to it. He never realized it was the right hand that pulled it. He didn't pick it up on that one replay that they showed clear as day that he that he yanked it, yanked at the jersey. Paul, before we get to the Sabers, as you're watching the game play out, as you watch Kansas City win the Super Bowl, did it affect how you think about the Bills? Their off season going forward, you know, contending next season. Anything happened yesterday that had that impacted your Bills thinking at all? Yes. I was thinking the whole time, the, 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 the timeouts. Hmm. Wonder, wonder if maybe Sean McDermott could learn from these two coaches on how to use your timeouts. That was one thing that was that was you know really popped out at me. Um, another thing, the the Philadelphia. This isn't rocket science. They have a guy who's a pretty good runner. 
So they put three really big guys behind them on third and one or fourth and one, and they grab them, and they throw them across the line of scrimmage, and they get the first down every single time. The Bills have a 250-pound athletic quarterback. How come they don't do that? How come they decide to take a average to below average running back and try to try to run him on short yardage every time and and very rarely get it or just have Allen try it on his own and, and you know have trouble with it? I mean, the Eagles get this <laughs> they get it every single time they try it. And I thought to myself, why don't the Bills try that? Hmm. Well, they Especially do when they have they, when they don't they have do it enough. Short right. yardage, right? They don't they don't do it enough. They or or when they do it, maybe it's more of a fourth and one and not as much a third and one or a third hardly, and two. I don't remember the Bills hardly ever putting three guys behind Allen and pushing him across the line of scrimmage. The only time they unfortunately did it was when he fumbled into his own end zone <laughs> against the Vikings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, excuse me. If they did it, that, but it's things like that that I sit there and I watch two really good coaches, you know, go at each other in a game, and I keep thinking to myself, well, maybe the Bills coach is learning because he likes to learn in in, in key situations in the playoffs because we just come keep coming away listening to him say, well, we'll learn from this, and then the next year they maybe they get a little bit better than that, but. Then there's something else they have to learn from the next year, and then something else they have to learn from the next year because the Bills have a coach that spends the whole season making decisions that, but when he comes tight against a really good coach in the playoffs, he totally makes the opposite decisions. Yeah. And he coaches not to lose. That's the way I look at it. it when, when it's the big game against the Chiefs or the Bengals against coaching staffs that are better than him, he gets nervous, and he coaches not to lose. And that's not the way he coaches during the regular season. But it is when it becomes tight. It's, my God, I, I don't want to lose this game, so i got to be conservative. Mr. Hamilton, with the hockey team, we don't need to spend much time, if any, if you want, on Saturday's game. Um, I guess I would ask you this. What, what would be more uppermost in your thoughts this morning? The struggles at home or... A really difficult stretch of the schedule coming up, including a three-game Western swing and the wild card chase. It's the struggles at home. And uh, just, by the way, Elliot Friedman had written um, that teams coming off break, playing teams that have already played off break, were 10-31. and 31. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, 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 it is a real thing. I know people were saying it's just yeah, Granado making excuses and things like that. You know, it is a real Tampa Bay. Same thing, same situation. They went to they lost to Florida seven to one in their first game back. Colorado, they first two games back they scored one goal in their first two games back. So it, it it's more than just excuse making. And uh, now, but you know, now they got to come back and and start playing again. Here they are on the road and absolutely the all right. Just five games. Flip five games. Their home record still wouldn't be great. Yeah. But they would be up with Tampa Bay and and Toronto. They would be fighting with them right now for position. They would be entrenched in the playoffs in the number one wild card, looking at trying to catch Tampa Bay and Toronto. 
if you just turn five of those home games into into wins, and that's the problem. It is their home record, and if they don't make the playoffs, it's absolutely what I'd be pointing at. You you, you just can't lose 16 out of 27 games at home. Or just get one point. Get the loser point. Five games of loser points. You're still now in one of the wild card spots. If you just get five loser points in in out of that. Again, your home record still isn't great. Yeah. But we'd be having a whole different conversation here than we're having right. So yeah, the, to me the home record is is really the thing that's that's holding them back right now. They have eleven uh yeah, eleven home ice wins. Only one, two, games. three, four only four teams have fewer. Chicago, Vancouver, Anaheim and San Jose. Hey, yeah, Anaheim's on the list in San Jose. Good. Let's go into the road trip because, you know, this is – well, I guess I'd ask you, so what happened during the break for the Sabres? What's the wild card picture like? And, you know, I know they have games in hand on everybody except, I think, Pittsburgh. What kind of positioning are they in now as they head out west and play well, LA tonight? that's the thing. And we talk about games in hand and should. I mean, you have five games in hand or four games in hand on certain teams. And that should be talked about. But you still got to win them. You know, the, the games in hand don't mean anything if you don't win them. And they still have to go out there and win them, but um, I'm on the road against Western Conference teams. They're ten one and two in thirteen wow. games yeah. against the West. They've beaten the top teams in the West. Now they're going to face a Los Angeles Kings team that's much improved. Remember that was zero zero at the end of uh, two periods. And then Buffalo went wild in the third period. Did they score six, I believe? Hmm. I'm looking it up as we're talking. But I, I think they scored six in the third period and wound up, you know, beating them going away. Um, a, a real a really good hockey club. And that was the game I remember afterwards that they, they played their plan B game. That was what uh, Granado was talking about after the game the other night. He goes, when you're, when you're skating in mud – he goes, it's not an excuse to lose. He goes, you got to have a plan B game. Yeah, we have our A game that we want to do. But when you don't have your legs and things aren't going well, you have to have your B game also. And that's what they had when they played the Los Angeles Kings here in Buffalo. And he was proud of them. He goes, for two periods, we did what we had. Yeah, was six, they gave up. They scored six goals in the third period. He goes, and then a team like that, if you get a goal or two, he goes, now they've got to play your game. And he goes, we were very, very patient. We we played the way we had to play against that team. And then in the third period, we scored a couple of goals. Now we can play our game. They had to come play our game, and we, we, we won it going away. So I'm sure that's the other thing he's going to be saying to them before this game is, you know, they you know they like to play a heavy game. They like to slow you down in the neutral zone. You can't get frustrated with it. you got to, you know, play maybe a different game than you're used to playing and if you can get the lead, now you can get to your game. Uh, final thing for you, Paul. So I guess yesterday at practice, I like the idea, by the way, I guess they flew out Saturday, right? Right after the Calgary game. So they were in L.A. already, ran a hard practice yesterday, which I'm good with. But So they, they changed the lines around at practice. I know that doesn't necessarily mean what will happen in the game tonight, but do you, think, do you think Granato needs to kind of change things up at all? Well, what, what the deal was is he knew – that he needed a hard practice mm-hmm. that he can't do 
right off the off the bat. You can't do it the first time. You just get back from right. break and then drill them. Right. So that practice was planned before the Sabers ever lost that game the other night. It wasn't a punishment practice. I think he was a little more cranky <laughs> because of the game <laughs> the other night, but um, it wasn't a punishment. And the reason he changed lines from what I was reading. Um, was because uh, he didn't want familiarity where maybe you could work a little bit less because you're with guys that you can work the puck with and everything. He wanted them to have to think, all right, I don't play with this guy. Where is he going to be? Where is he going to that, – that's why I think Lance wrote that these aren't necessarily what mm-hmm. the lines might be right. because he, he, had a, uh, he wanted to do drills that way. And uh, he felt that was the practice to do it in. Plus, I think they wanted to get out there too. Maybe, and I I'll almost guarantee you, they probably had a room and they probably watched the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl together yeah, right. <laughs> as a team. You know, so it's like, all right, let's get out there, let's practice. Lindy Ruff liked practicing, you know, out there. I remember going to Edmonton. We we got there right to the rink. You know, you you, you we, there was a flight. In the morning, you get there, get to the rink. He wanted them to skate as soon as they got there, you know, kind of get the the trip out of them a little bit. So he would always practice there and and go early. Uh, So in this particular case, uh, that's what he wanted to do. But I I bet you, you know, a little team bonding, watching the Super Bowl together was probably part of it also. You know, let's get there. Let's get this trip out of the way. Let's get this hard practice in that we wanted to have. And uh, now let's get ready for the Los Angeles Kings. All right. Get a nap in and uh, enjoy the game tonight. And thank you, as always, for your time, sir. Take care, guys. Paul's report brought to you by Equitable Advisors. Thinking about today, planning for tomorrow by Relax Honda. Relax, we got this. It's a 1030 game, so our coverage starts at uh, 930 with the pregame show. You went to bed right after the game, so you did not see the trophy ceremony? No. Have you seen highlights of it? No. Have you seen what Terry Bradshaw did? No. Oh, no. Okay. When we get back. Uh. Big guy. Let me get the big guy in here. Come on, waddle over here. They wear all these Super Bowls. You got to say to yourself, "Time to ride off into the sunset." That's not going to happen, is it? No, no. Okay. I'm going to enjoy this one right here. I'm going to okay. tell you, this is unbelievable. Talk. But how about those cheese? <laughs> That's what we're talking about. Have a cheeseburger on us and enjoy their Hawaiian shirts. I will. I will. Okay. All right. So the waddle thing—that was bad. But isn't the cheeseburger like a reed tradition? Doesn't yes. he have to have cheeseburgers afterwards? So, okay, that's all right. Yes. But waddle over here, probably not the right thing to say. But it's Terry Bradshaw. I feel like Terry Bradshaw, like if I worked at Fox, he's one of those guys that would make me nervous every time he opens his mouth because I'd have no idea what's going to come out. I wouldn't let him near an opening. They can't have anybody else on the stage in that spot. Right. Like it's always got to be Terry Bradshaw. He's, he's just Str- unpredictable. Strahan feels like the perfect yeah, guy for yeah. that spot. Mm. Yeah. Especially Funny. now that he's you know he's doing interviews. He's he's his role as you know on Good Morning America. Yeah, he's polished. He's polished for right he's for a great. guy doing a presentation and after a game. Whereas Bradshaw, you have no idea what he's won that trophy like Bradshaw has. So he also has like an appreciation for that moment. One funny thing that was not on the Super Bowl broadcast, at the end of the Waste Management Open, so I'm watching, that's on CBS, Jim Nance is on the call. So, you know, they're getting down to the end of the Waste Management Open, and they flash up the, tonight on CBS, 
and Nance expertly does it. He says, coming up tonight on CBS, what else would you want to watch? (laughs) It's like 60 minutes, followed by three episodes of The Equalizer, tonight only on CBS. Who could imagine watching anything else? No, I, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's like a really, it was funny. I, 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 I DVR'd the Super Bowl. Don't don't tell me what happened because I was watching. The, you were watching CBS. The, the Equalizer. Yeah. Well, why not? I like binge watching that show. On a, a quick uh, tweet from Ed Werder uh, from ESPN about Andy Reid. You know, we were talking about. I was kind of hoping I was rooting against the Chiefs, but I thought, okay, if they win. Maybe he walks away and retires, and we don't have to worry about Andy Reid anymore. Werder tweeted out, the speculation about Andy Reid possibly retiring and his subsequent denial reminded me of the time then-Chiefs assistant Brad Childress told me the emergence of Patrick Mahomes ensured Reid would coach into his 70s. He's not letting anybody else have Patrick Mahomes. What's Reid, 64? Yeah. Great! And Mahomes is 26, 27? Wonderful. So, uh, you know, might have, um, maybe, which is why maybe Eric Bieniemy is interviewing for offensive coordinator positions, because maybe Reed told him, yeah, I got Mahomes. I'm really not going to go anywhere for a while. Fabulous. Looking at a couple of the decisions they made, you know, Paul's talking about how McDermott gets conservative, and he's right about that. Nick Sirianni, they're one of the more aggressive teams in the league. Yeah. They got conservative very, he, very, he, very late. He did. He He had a play. He went for like a fourth and five at the forty-five, which I thought. Well, that's that's when? gutsy. But then again, when? When? I don't. When? I got to look up my notes. Why because, do you ask me when? I because know it, I don't remember well, which when. It matters because I when, will. Let me if find you're it. winning or if you're in an obvious position, there's going. Well, he was in Tweenerland. It didn't make sense to punt, and it was too long for a field goal. Well, right. So I there think are he did go for spots it. where it's obvious to go for it, yeah. and then there's the let's see if you really are going to do this. Yeah. Fourth and two at the thirty-yard line, their own thirty, down a point, ten minutes left. That's the Tony punt return for a touchdown, is it not? Or is that? Yeah, because the, way, yeah. the, the punt yeah. becomes the Tony. The punt return. becomes the Tony return, which goes down to the four yard line. It's not even the return. Fourth and two. This is the thing. You're down one to the Chiefs. You don't need to be worried about playing field position. You need to be worried about drive, successful drives, field goals, the time, the clock, the clock, yeah. the clock here. Giving the ball back to them. You've not stopped them yet offensively in this half, and you're just going to give it back to him and think you're going to do it now? So they were guilty of that. He wasted a time. He, he took a bad timeout. The Chiefs had yeah. a bad challenge. I guess that should have been skyboxed down, sky judged down. He took a bad t- It was 14-14 game when he went for the fourth and five on the Chiefs' 45-yard line. So okay, like that, that's, so it's, it's probably a logical decision because you're not going to punt it, That's an and easy you're not going to kick a field right. goal. That's an it. easy so, yeah. one. Right. Your own 30, down right. one, 10 minutes left. That's probably one you should go for, but it's not as easy to do. Yeah, he would have had a fourth down, maybe a, a drive where they kicked where they kicked the field goal late first half, early second half. He decided to kick a field goal when you could have made a case. It was like a fourth and three or four, I think, and you might have wanted to go for it. Reed did that too. Like Reed kicked a field goal. I didn't like his fourth and three at the twenty-four field goal. I didn't like that at all. There was something else he did. I thought I thought he was going to go for two. When they went up thirty, to, to try to go up nine, to go up nine, you should you Why should would go, you go for up two. Eight, yep, you should go eight, for two, seven, go up, go for nine. I I was surprised he didn't do that. Yeah. Um. So those are, those were the two things I thought Reed had a great night, but those were the two moments where I didn't particularly care for his decision making on either of those plays. Quick thing from uh, I got a listener who wrote in. 
Mahomes is likable. He threw plaudits in every direction, including the coaching staff. When asked, though, how KC was able to come back from the deficit, he said it was the offensive line that gave him protection. Perhaps Buffalo can learn from this and provide better offensive line protection next season. I'll point to this tweet from Joe Marino and Benjamin Solak. They actually both put stats in here. But anyway, Mahomes threw the ball in under two and a half seconds, 56% of the snaps. To give an idea to of him. right, to give an idea of what that two and a half second little cutoff is, that is the number where you get to pass rush win rate. If you ever hear somebody talk pass pass rush win rate, next gen stats, all that. If it the ball is out in less than two and a half seconds, they don't even chart that. There's it's <laughs> yeah. the, what are you supposed to do in two and a half seconds? Right, yeah. right. I mean, how fast did your get off with that a two well, and a half second release? That's not what I mean to say. That's not how they try. The pass rush winner is: Do you beat your man in two and a half seconds? And if the ball's already out, congratulations on beating your man. It didn't matter. Right. You could have the best defensive line in football, which the Eagles might have had. That fifty-six percent of his throws were out in two and a half seconds. <clears throat> and Joe Marino of the Draft Network, who we talked to on Wednesday. So here are Mahomes' last three games. Percentage of throws, ball out in two and a half seconds. Against the Jaguars, 34%. Against the Bengals, 40%. And against the Eagles, 56%. Some of that might be because of the ankle. Let's speed up the offense. Mm -hmm. Let's get it out quicker. He can do that. Josh Allen, his percentage of throws, ball out in less than two and a half seconds. Against Cincinnati, the number is 29%. Which is lower than Patrick Mahomes' lowest number of the season. So if you think the Chiefs have such an amazing offensive line, they protect Mahomes so well, I mean, the line is good. Their offense protects. That's also scheme. Their offense protects Mahomes. That's design, that's scheme, that's quarterback decision, too. That's quarterback decision, that's skill set, that's receivers, that's weapons, that's scheme. They do that. And the Bills, like, you don't have to do it that way. Yeah. But if you're going to have deeper drops and you're going to try and go a more vertical passing game and Josh Allen's going to throw down the field more, you have to accept that you need your line to protect for longer than that. And if they're having a rough time, say against Cincinnati or even a little bit against Miami, but against Cincinnati, can you adjust and get the ball out faster and throw some slants? Throw, well, they don't throw screens that well. Slant passes, use the middle of the field, get the ball out to offset what, what the opposing defenses are doing to you, and the Bills were unable to do that um, as the season played out, and it's certainly in the finale, uh, finale against Cincinnati Bengals. And that's partially Dorsey, I think, and that's partially Josh. Josh needing to get the ball out, maybe hanging on too yep. long at times. What, what was Mahomes doing? A whole bunch of short passes last night, yep. right? He had one 20-plus yard pass. Everything else was, let's go, let's get it out, let's and, throw it short, let's throw slants, let's throw screens, whatever. And the Bills just don't do that. And that's it. Like If you think their line was amazing or how come they didn't hold there's one of the reasons. The offensive system is yeah. built so they kind of remove it from their own game. You can't even make the mistake. 803 to join us. More talk on the Super Bowl. How? Uh, what thoughts did you have on the Bills last night while you were watching Kansas City beat Philadelphia? We can discuss that as well. Plus, this hour, we got uh, tickets to give away for uh, Dave Matthews. Stay tuned for your chance to win coming up as well on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.